Hello and welcome to the Butterfly Soul Life Coaching School podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Manifestation Coach, and in today's episode, I wanted to just talk about something that's been noticed in my reality lately and reflect on it as I share it with you all. And hopefully this also opens up your mind and helps you to see where maybe you could also benefit from reflecting in this way. So this is an episode for empaths and usually all of my work is for empaths. Um, but it's not limited to empaths, but empaths are the type of personality, the type of psyche that tends to place their attention more on others than on themselves. And this is actually a very, um, kind way to be in the world, to care more about others than you care about yourself. It's a very kindness first type of, um, psyche like you're putting you know kindness first you're putting other people's needs first and in a society where this could be valued maybe in uh, Buddhist societies right this would not be as harmful as it is in the United States or in other countries where the general population the um, the energy more of the United States if you kind of think about that like imagine what do you what do you intuitively feel as far as the the there's an abundance of energy in the United States of separation right and um, becoming successful at the expense of other people's feelings right so empaths are people who probably belong in a different society and we just, we probably belong in a different society somewhere, right? But we are here, and we're here for a reason. And, I mean, you, you're free to go wherever you want to go, right? Uh, you're free to manifest whatever you want to manifest, and if you want to move somewhere. But the thing is, if you are here in the United States, and you, um, or any other country where, you know, feelings are undervalued, and you're an empath, right? So empaths put feelings first. They put uh, how other people feel first. And some of this is because of trauma. It's a trauma response to someone in the family system was always demanding that they do that because that person was not an empath. Um, in a lot of things they talk about, the empath and narcissist um, dynamic and how they're a perfect fit, right? Because the narcissist is a a type of psyche that is focused on itself 100%, right? It, It puts its needs first. It puts its thoughts first. It puts itself at the top of importance. And an empath puts themselves as secondary importance, right? So that's why they're a perfect match. Um, now this is unhealthy, um, for both people, but usually the empath is the one who will notice the problem first because they're the one who's getting the short end of the stick, right? The empath is getting, is not getting its needs met and the other person is not respecting their feelings and is not, you know, oh, even aware 
of what the other person is thinking or feeling because the narcissist, the person who is self-focused at the expense of others, is overly valuing themselves and really undervaluing others. So the thing is, I don't know what, I don't know exactly what the right way to be a human being in life, right? None of us know exactly what we, the right way, right? There's no one answer for this. Like there's a balance between having a healthy self-centered approach to your life, you know, and then also there's a balance to caring about other people's feelings, wanting other people's well-being, put actually putting some energy into manifesting that, you know, we're all manifesting for ourselves and each other. So, because we're not separate, you know, we're all here on this planet together. And the way the planet is right now is because we're all manifesting it this way. It's a group project. (laughs) So, we're in a group project at school. Everybody has to do their part, but you know, we're all going through these journeys of learning and growing and changing our perspectives and seeing the world through all these different lenses as we grow. And if you're someone who's been primarily an empath most of your life, you've been someone where you have put your focus on other people. You've been putting other people first and you may not even know you're doing it. That's a thing because if you were raised in an environment where you had to because of your, it was your survival mechanism to do so, to get the validation and the approval of your caregivers so that you could keep getting fed and like, you know, get your needs met, right? You have to succumb to their belief systems. So, you know, if you're an empath and you are ready to start taking your, your power back, so it's the reason why it is your power is because our attention is our power. So empath's power gets caught up in other people. Uh, they give their power away to other people. How do you give your power away, right? You need to know what your power is, first of all. What is your power, right? People say this all the time. You're giving your power away. But like, I always felt, what do you mean by that? And this is what it means. This is what I figured out it means. It means your attention is your power. Your attention is your power. Are you putting your attention on something that has zero return on that investment of your attention? Right? Empaths need to know this. Empaths need to be aware of this because your attention is your power. Your attention is your gold. Your attention is your energy, is your focus. Your focus is your attention, is your energy, is your manifestations. You know, we're always manifesting. We can't turn it off. So whatever you're putting your attention on, whatever you're focusing on, your, you know, your energy is going there. So you're manifesting that. Now, if it's not beneficial, like that's where you have to find your own balance with this. And this is going to be something you have to check in day to day, moment to moment, because it's always going to be changing. But I, you know, if you're someone who's been primarily an empath because you had someone who was more narciss- on the narcissistic side of things um, in your family system and therefore you had to mold your personality to their needs, then it's very worthwhile 
to start to notice, start to become conscious of how you place your attention outside of yourself and how you have identified yourself with this being normal and beneficial for you, right? Because we do things because we believe they're beneficial. But remember, this is an old pattern from our family system. This is an old pattern from childhood that doesn't serve our adult identity, right? Because you don't have to please the people taking care of you anymore. But, you know, it's, it's, we take a long time to grow out of these subtle energetic patterns because they are so deeply ingrained in us. So it's very important to be conscious and you can wake up and out of them. So being aware of how you had to be in your family system, you know, especially with your caregivers, your parents, and realize what personality you had to take on, you know, to be around them and to survive with them. Um, and this, this can be kind of heavy stuff to look at because the way evolution is going we are still pretty far behind as far as like psychological awakening and spiritual awakening from our generation. Like your parents, most likely like the majority of parents at the, those times were not, you know, doing the self-development work. Maybe they were. It seems in my reality that a lot of people were not. So there's a lot of trauma that's been passed down, right? We all have ancestral trauma that we have to look at and heal. And we're making progress with it every day, right? We're not trying to do this all at once. This is a journey and we do what we can each day by living in the present. We are, everything that we need to know in the moment comes to us, you know, because it can feel kind of daunting if you're like, oh my God, I have to heal all my childhood trauma in one day. No, 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 obviously it's going to take some time and everything that you need to know will come up in the right moment. Don't stress yourself out. Don't cause yourself more trauma by processing your trauma. Um, and take it easy. Take it, you know, one little thing at a time because you can apply one little thing, one little improvement from who you were as a child, you know, because you had to take on these roles in your personality that that you don't need to have anymore, right? Now you're the boss of your own life. Now you're the creator of your own reality. And so now that you're the creator of your own reality, but you still have this like giving your power to your parents, right? Because they're the ones who are outside of you telling you what to do and what you have to do in order to survive, to get your needs met because they're in charge of your needs when you're little. So, okay, I'm trying to explain this like in the most very like down to earth way because I don't want this to be such a taboo topic like healing your family system trauma it's like everybody's got some like it's not it doesn't have to be like such a big deal um so you know bring it out into the open little bits at a time right we don't have to go overboard with it and taking this awareness of especially for impasse, right? Who you were in your family system, what survival mechanisms you had to take on to exist in that family system 
those inner energetics, right? And who you want to be now as the creator of your own reality, as the boss of your life experience now, you know, those patterns, they don't, they don't apply here. They don't apply here anymore. But what people are doing, right, and this is what we all do, we take those patterns and then we apply them to our business, we apply them to our relationships, we apply them to our life. Every area of our life is um, merged with all of our habits from childhood. So it's very important to just, you know, one day at a time start to become aware of what that actually is start to see it more clearly you can even start the affirmation you know I see clearly the personality I had to take on to live inside my family system and I can look at that now and critically think about if I want this to be a part of my future self right is this something I want to keep taking with me and um you'll see that when you just ask these questions, you have a heightened awareness of it. And, you know, repeating them, repeating these questions without thinking you need to do some hard work to solve it, right? You don't need to solve, solve, solve. You just need to be asking the question, you know, gently contemplating, being present in your meditation practice and contemplating these types of questions and feeling in your body what comes up, right? This is connecting with your body, connecting with yourself because everything is stored in your body. So for empaths, especially learning how to take your attention, right, and create new habits of where you're going to focus your attention, right? Are you, especially you can see this in conversation with people. When you're in conversation with somebody, are you focused solely on what they're saying? Or are you able to kind of hold the whole, how much awareness can you have in a conversation with someone, right? You can be aware of yourself, your body, your emotions, your reactions to what they're saying, all of that, you can be aware of them and their emotional state. But for the most part, if you are on this healing journey as an empath and wanting to take more of your power back, which remember, power is just your attention, your focus, your energy, your energy is your power. So all day long, you are doing something with your mental energy. And that's where everything is stemming from, you know, everything in your life is stemming from this mental energy. So really grabbing a hold, taking the reins of where you're going to place your attention and, you know, really getting on a strict focus, attention, diet, (laughs) strict mental diet, where you will really start to allow your mind to only go to places that are beneficial for you and only interact and have conversation and get into conversation with people who are able to 
give back in the same way that you're giving, right? And you can feel this, you know, when you're in touch with your feelings, you can feel whether it feels good to talk with this person, or if you would rather, you know, remain silent, um, or just wish them well, silence, but I'm not going to engage in a deep conversation with this person because that's not beneficial for my energy. And then, you know, you may still attract narcissistic types of people into your life because there's still, you know, this momentum around you attracting these kinds of people and being triggered by that. And um, you'll get to a point, though, with practice and with self-care and self-compassion and self-love, you know, taking the time to really let yourself feel all that you feel as you work through this Um, because you don't want to bypass any feelings that come up along the way but you will be able to get to a point you know I I say this not to make you feel like you're not going, going fast enough like you're not moving fast enough but I say this so that you feel like you know there is a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow there is there is a better way of being available to you and you can create your reality the way you want it to be um but by the time you get to the pot of gold by the way it's not going to feel so much like oh this pot of gold it's so amazing it's more going to be like yeah this is amazing but like you know, I worked for this. I I went through every step of the way to get here. So like, I'm not oblivious to how this happened. And um, it feels more grounded that way. And you're manifesting with more of a sense of just being present with the contrast along the way, right? Like, yes, you have to persist through your contrast and your resistance, but you also have to really hold space for your feelings. And this is a balance, right? Because you don't want to focus on your feelings so much that then you keep perpetuating those realities where you have to feel that way, but you do want to feel it enough to the point where it can start releasing. So when you're conscious and aware of this, your whole reality is going to start to shift. So this is for my empaths, my fellow empaths. You know, it's just so important for us to really recognize where we put our attention and recognize where's our value. You know, if we're constantly around people who don't see our value then because those types of people just don't value you know feeling more deeply or feeling being more sensitive around how someone feels right how someone feels is important how people feel is very important you know we don't we don't put enough emphasis on this how I feel is important. So if how I feel is important, then how you feel is important. How everyone feels is important. And also feeling is a powerful energy that is manifesting. And so we're all, you know, right? Like I said, we're in a group project here on the planet Earth. We're having a group project and everyone is 
you know, if we're not respecting each other's feelings and if we're not doing the best we can to, in a healthy way, honor each other's feelings, then that's not really uh, the ultimate goal, you know? We're still operating from separation if we think that other people's feelings are not adding to the whole. So being able to honor your feelings and the other person's and realize they don't have to be in conflict, right? Everyone is allowed to feel what they feel. And it doesn't have to, even if they're very different, it doesn't have to mean conflict. It's just unique. And as empaths to really remember, you know, how to bring your attention back into yourself, focus on your own goals, your own manifestations, instead of getting pulled into other people's energy fields all the time. Having some serious energetic boundaries and, you know, for the type of empath who is not automatic, their automatic natural state isn't separation, right? Like you're not always in thinking, you know, you're separate from everyone and everything else, but you see the oneness in everyone and everything. So therefore you are like, you know, you care more, you're thinking more about others, you're thinking more about the world. And therefore, you know, depleting yourself. So finding a way to work with that balance and the balance is always going to change, you know, the balance is a, is an ever <laughs> changing um, phenomena, like balance is something you have to find every day right? Your balance. You can't say, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to be consistent with this. Um, I mean, that's not balance. That's like forcing. And you can be disciplined without forcing yourself, right? It's important to be disciplined. And again, these paradoxes, like I'm always talking about paradoxes because there's always a paradox in truth. (laughs) So you just got to live in the moment, take what comes and find your balance within that. Find your balance of giving and taking, giving and receiving. And um most importantly, healing those parts of yourself that constantly had to overgive in And the other person, the person on the other end wasn't respectful of that, right? That's really a habit empaths have gotten into. And this isn't like an overnight fix. This isn't something that's just going to snap back into place. It's who you are. And when you know who you are more clearly and you can see what you've been through clearly and you can see, you know, how your caregivers psyches or not honoring of your psyche then you find there's some some healing to do so this is an ever going ever ongoing ongoing journey (laughs) whatever I'm trying to say this is ongoing practice 
you know, because it's who you are, it's what you've been through, and you can't just erase it. You can't just be like, that's not who I am anymore, you know, changing your whole identity, changing your whole way of being is going to take some time, and that's okay. It's okay to go through that process. There's nothing wrong with that. So you can make progress every single day and you can be conscious of the little things, the little ways in which you get hooked and the little ways in which you, your attention starts spilling out to things that aren't serving you. You can become more aware of your reaction that is invisible, right? It's like going on behind the scenes. It's going on in your subconscious, but you can see, you can start to bring it to the conscious. You can start to see it. Where am I making that subtle reaction to this outside stimuli that is actually harming myself? It's actually not for my highest good to place my attention here. So for empaths, this is so important. And, um, then for anyone who feels like they're more on the narcissistic side of things, which I don't know if this type of personality is listening to my podcast or not, but, you know, that type of personality type, you know, and there's a lot of strengths to people who are self-centered, right? Empaths are not self-centered and people who are self-centered are self-centered. <laughs> Okay, you know what I'm trying to say. People who are self-centered are self-centered. Empaths are, they have to work at being self-centered, right? <laughs> so it's very easy for empaths to be taken advantage of by people who are who already have mastered this skill of like a healthy selfishness. A healthy selfishness. A healthy selfishness. But a lot of people are not in the healthy selfishness. They're just self-centered. And at the expense of other people's feelings, right? So that personality type, I'm not going to comment on for in this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to talk best case scenarios here that we're talking about the healthy, selfish people, the people who are self-centered, but they could benefit from a little bit of, let me really open myself up to connecting with people a little more. Let me connect and let me really see what this person is like. What's their reality like? You know, I want to see how they're different from me. I want to see how their day-to-day life experience is different from mine. I want to feel something different, right? Because there's like a humbling in that, you know, we can humble ourselves to be aware. And it may feel out of your comfort zone to do this, but there's benefit in it. Because when you can open yourself up, And you can consciously move between this like discipline of I'm self-focused right now to I am other focused right now, right? Being able to turn that on and off, being able to flow between the two Um, and not thinking that other self-focus is something negative, right? What if it's infinitely abundant for you? What if you can start manifesting a reality where opening yourself up to other people, to people who are less self-centered than you, what if that's a huge benefit? What are the stories that someone who is 
really good at self-centeredness. What are their stories about opening themselves up to people, right? What are your stories about opening yourself up to people? And can you change those stories to start manifesting people who are worthy of you opening up to them? People who are, who give energy back when you open up to them. So this is a, again, a type of balance that you kind of have to find that works for you in the moment. It's always changing, but definitely starting to assume that you manifest, you attract people into your life who it's beneficial for you to kind of take a little break from your self-focus, take a little break from your self-centeredness and just let someone else into your world. So this, you know, these very opposite types of psyches can really benefit each other if they're the healthy versions, right? The healthy empath, the healthy self-centered person, when they come together, they can really benefit each other. The unhealthy self-centered person, like what I guess we would call a narcissist, narcissistic types of personalities, they're, they're very important to be aware of because they're the type of personality that even when you do share your feelings with them, they don't care. Doesn't matter when it is, right? Maybe a health, healthy self-centered person will say they don't care at certain times throughout the day. But they're open other times of the day, right? Other times they're open and that's okay. But so the narcissistic type of person though, they're never really able to go there. And that's when they're too far on the spectrum of like living in separation. They really believe that other people's feelings don't matter, you know? And that's unhealthy. And then an unhealthy empath would be someone who's like, you know, they keep overgiving. Even they know, like, they keep overgiving at the expense of themselves because they think that's how they get what they want in life. So they have this feedback loop of like, if I overgive, then I'm going to get what I want from people. And then they just stay stuck in this feedback loop of like depleting themselves. Um, and they don't want to change, right? They don't notice that there's something to change. They don't feel like they need to start changing anything about the way they're relating to people because they're willing to keep suffering and sacrificing at the expense of their own emotions, of their own well-being. That's unhealthy too, and that type of empath will attract that type of narcissist because they're both the same in opposite ways you see it's a perfect puzzle pieces coming together (laughs) so um there we go these things can be subtle you know I just want to say this too like You can take anything in this podcast and relate it to your life on a subtle level or more on a gross level, and you can always see reality through 
those lenses, you know, like there's these things are going on in a subtle way. These things are going on in a massive way. And, um, and just being aware, you know, it's something to contemplate and be aware of and to find your own groove with, you know, find what works for you. And sometimes we don't know, sometimes we don't know what works for us. And that's when practices like yoga and meditation and spending time in nature, anything, any type of self-care practice is going to open you up to your inner wisdom. So when you don't know, it's okay. And just, you know, find some type of self-care you can do that's going to help yourself figure that out. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being willing to take responsibility for who you are, you know, especially as an empath, being able to stop taking responsibility for things that are not yours to take responsibility for. And, you know, people who are more self-centered to be able to start taking a little more responsibility of how they're impacting other people's feelings. So that is my message for you today, and I wish you all the best and tons of manifesting magic in your life. If you're interested in working with me closely on manifesting your reality deliberately, I have a variety of options on my website for one-on-one coaching, and I have my mentorship, which is my higher touch and more in-depth mentorship where I'm working even closely with people one-on-one and my one-on-one coaching it's more you have your sessions with me you get email support if anything comes up between sessions but it's less of a you know we're talking every day and digging into issues um, and manifesting your desired realities but in my mentorship it's like we're talking every single day you know it's gonna be the number one thing in your life you got to really prioritize um, either program of mine, either my one-on-one coaching or my mentorship. You have to be ready to make this your number one priority because everything that I teach my clients in my one-on-one programs, it's the foundation of their whole life. You know, I look at every area of their life. So Every area of their life is is looked at and is important in my coaching programs. And we look at everything going on with your money stuff. Everything going on in your inner world with money. Everything going on in your inner world and how it's manifesting in your relationships. Like, it's very in-depth. It's literally a whole new reality that emerges. You know, people get into my programs and then they find themselves in some completely new parallel reality they didn't even know existed because it the my seeing my consciousness is able to take somebody up and out of their current circumstances and place them in a whole new reality if they're willing to do it with me you know if they're on board with me then that's what happens and um this is these are lifelong skills so remember that too you know the investment upfront may seem large to some people, um, may not to others, but if it feels large to you, just remember 
you're going to have a whole new reality at the end of this. And also you are going to be able to take everything you learn with you for the rest of your life, you know? And I remember one of my coaches one time, she did this meditation with me where she was like, okay, now visualize every person you're going to help. She was helping me manifest clients. She was like, visualize every person you're going to help. And then how do you help them? And how does that change their life? And then how does that change their, the people close to them's lives? Can you see the ripple effect? And then how every person they know, how does it uh, positively impact their life? Right? And just seeing this ripple effect of the positivity that just flows out from, if you have a client-based business, you know, you can apply this to your business. It's flowing out from you, all this positive enlightenment, you know, you're bringing consciousness to the world. We're bringing more of the inner world to the outer world. <laughs> and, um, that's a big deal, right? It's worth the investment. And, you know, you got to value yourself enough to invest in yourself that way. And then if you're a coach or a healer of any kind, you know, thinking that way about the people who pay you too, you know, when people pay you, they're impacting everyone in their life too. When they pay you and they work with you and they get all the benefit, right? Whenever someone pays me, they get an instant healing of some kind because that's the way I have it set up. I'm like, anytime anyone pays Butterfly Soul Life Coaching School, they are getting some kind of magic right away. Um, my clients always see angel numbers and just the magic just increases anytime someone pays me. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to say that about money. Like, I think it can be a little taboo to say something like that, but Money is also an energetic expression of desire and love and whatever you use it for, right? If you're using money to invest in your growth and invest in your spiritual growth, that's a good thing. That's a very positive money manifestation. That's a very positive investment. But people don't have this habit of thinking about coaching or spiritual or spiritual life coaching or manifestation coaching, anything. People, the common you know, public, they don't think in terms of like, oh, I'm investing in my whole future, right? Because you are. And that's the thing. It needs to be taken more seriously. All the coaches out there, all the amazing manifestation coaches and all the amazing life coaches and, you know, what we're doing as manifestation coaches is so powerful and life-changing and you got to remember that ripple effect and you got to remember that money is whatever you think it is and it's energy. It's an energetic expression of whatever you think that is. It's all whatever you think it is. So when people invest, right, people need to really take the consciousness, like consciously invest in in a coach that you, your soulmate coach, right? So my soulmate client's investing in me as their soulmate coach. 
they got to take that seriously. That's a serious investment that they need to do with consciousness and they need to do with intention, you know? And I would definitely, if you're planning on investing in one of my programs, prepave your investment, prepave it. You know, a week before you pay me, start affirming, start affirming. This was the best investment I ever made. I got the best results ever. You know, I, I know that on my end that my clients get epic results. I know that on my end, that my clients get extremely magical things happening and amazing synchronicities as soon as they they pay me. We don't have to have our first session. You know, I've had amazing stories of clients. They just paid me. And like, they didn't even have their first session yet. Once they get their first session, then they're like, telling me all these things that has already manifested. I'm like, there's nothing I have to do. (laughs) It's already done. So, you know, then that's because they're ready for a shift and they believe in that. And also, if you want to, you know, amp up your deliberate power to manifest within my coaching programs, start affirming before you make your investment, you know, start paving what manifests for you. And you can get as creative as you want to be with that because there are no limits, You know, when someone gets inside my coaching program, there are no limits to what we can manifest. You just got to tell me what you want. (laughs) So the constant, the substance of the universe is consciousness. And uh, that's what my programs are based on. Okay. There we go. Value value inner work value it more value it even more more than what is socially acceptable more than what is out there in society right value it more that and value it some more and then value it even more right the there's an opposite effect going on where we we value uh materialism over inner work or you know and materialism is good to an extent but like overdoing it with materialism and not doing the inner work is not going to be a balanced life so it's time you know for everyone to start valuing inner work more and start valuing somebody who's going to look with you at your inner world, valuing that process even more, right? Because having that kind of a support is really an amazing, miraculous thing. And it's got to be the right coach, right? It's got to be the right person for you because the wrong person for you could do more damage. (laughs) And you don't want to be sharing your traumatic inner stuff with somebody who doesn't um who can't reciprocate and uh, this is a whole this is another topic for empaths like empaths have to be careful about what coaches they hire because you can hire a narcissistic coach you know as an empath because it's like oh it just fits right in with your uh inner structure it just fits right in with your psyche and um it can turn out to be just a perpetuation of the same cycle 
So if you don't get that under control first, then you'll keep attracting, you know, narcissistic energy from all kinds of situations in your life where you have to give more, right? That's what I mean by it's narcissistic energy, meaning you as an empath are going to have to keep finding yourself in these unhealthy relationships where you're not being reciprocated. So it's time to start affirming for reciprocal relationships and supportive relationships and making that your new normal that I always attract relationships like that relationships like that I always attract that okay guys I'm just gonna keep going on and on and on if I don't stop the podcast now (laughs) there's a lot to talk about today and these subjects are so important for empaths so practice them take it easy don't expect to get it all done in one day and I will see you guys in the next episode namaste